माता च पिता बंधुश्च सखा विद्यादिणीदक्षिणाूर्तिसुदेशीकेंद्रम्वैपायनम सूत्रकृत मुनींद्रम श्रीशंक भाष्यकृत यतीन्द्रम मध्येशी कंचा नमा वि ओम नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदायकर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य सर्वोपलवरहित प्रज्ञागण प्रत्यगर्त ब्रह्मवाहमस्मी ओं पाता प्रतिबोधिता भगवता नारायणन स्वयं व्यासेन ग्रथिता पुराण मुनिना मध्ये महाभारत अद्वैतामृतवर्षिणी भगवती अष्टादशाध्यायिनी अंबत्वामुसंदधा भगवदीते भगवत्षिणी नमोस्तुते व्यास विशाल बुद्धे उल्लारविंदय तपत्रनेत्रया भारतपूर्ण प्रज्वालिज्ञानमय प्रदीप प्रपन्न पारिजाताय स्त्रोत्रेत्रकपान ज्ञान मुद्रा कृष्णा गीतामृतुहे नम सर्वोपनिषदो घावो दुग्धा गोपालनंदन पार्थवत्सुदीर्भोक्ता दुग्धम गीतामृत महत वसुदेवसुत देव कंसचाणूरमर्धनम देवकीपरमानंदम कृष्ण वंदे जगद्गु भीष्मद्रोणतटा जयद्रतजला गांधारनीलोत्पला शल्यग्राहवती कृपेण वहनी कर्णेन वेलाकुला अश्वत्ताम विकर्ण घोरमकरा दुर्योधनावर्तिनी सोतीर्ना खलु पांडवैरणनदी कईवर्तक केशव पाराशर्यवचसरोजमल गीतागंधोत्कनाख्यानकसर हरिकता संबोधनाबोदित लोके सज्जन षटदरहर पेपीयम मुदा भूयाद्भारतपंकज कलिमल प्रध्वंसी न श्रेयसे मूकंकोतिचाल पंगु लंगयते गिरी यत्तमहम वंदे परमानंदमाधव यं ब्रह्मवरुनेद्रुद्रमरुत स्तुन्वती दिव्यस्तव वेदसांगपद्रमोपनिषद गायती यं सामगावस्थितगतेन मनसा पश्योगिन यदुस्सुरासुरगणा देवाय तस्म नम ओं श्रीकृष्णा परमात्म नम प्रणाम सुव्रीवन सो वी आर इन चैप्टर थर्टीन श्लोका नंबर एट श्री भगवाच अमाधम भिंसाक्षातिराजव आचार्योपासनम शौचम स्थर्यत्म विग्रह सो इन दिस भगवान इज गिविंग लिस्ट ऑफ वैल्यूज दट आर नीडेड फॉर सेल्फ नॉलेज फॉर आत्मज्ञान एंड ही बेसिकली क्लासीफाइज दम एज ज्ञानम विद इन दिस चैप्टर एंड वी हेड सीन अमानित्वम अदम्बित्वम अहिंसा and we were looking into shanti amanitvam is basically humility vinayam to ensure that feeling of there is no feeling of superiority or inferiority complex there is no complex of either superiority or inferiority that is amanitvam adambitvam is simplicity basically the expressed version of manitvam is dambitvam so being pretentious is dambitvam so not being simple is adambitvam 
so in in all in all forms in the in the way we speak the way we dress the way we behave the way we talk the way we act the way we we describe ourselves in all those we should have adhambam we should have humility and simplicity together and then we saw ahimsa ahimsa paramo dharma we saw ahimsa is basically not hurting others at all three levels either through physically through body or through words or through mind mano mano vak kaya so in all three levels following ahimsa and we saw ahimsa we saw why it will have basically because <coughs> many reasons dvesham or krodham or carelessness or lack of patience we saw those are the reasons why we we are not able to follow ahimsa then we saw shanti shanti we saw has got two meanings one is titiksha and the other one is shama titiksha again has got basically we saw two meanings to titiksha one is that mental resistance or that forbearance and the other one is patience and we saw titiksha is about endurance be able to endure the dualities in life life is all about dualities we are always joy and sorrow hot and cold pain and pleasure manam and apamanam people praises some people praises some people despises so all those things and, and uh, humiliate us so taking all of them in stride is titiksha and titiksha is also about enduring some choiceless situations a lot of those situations in life for us are choiceless there are certain cho- situations where we are able to make some ch- change but many at times we will have to live with the change and when we have to live with the change without grumbling without complaining that life is called as a life of titiksha in the sense we have to get used to the difficulties and wh- why choiceless situations choice choiceless situations because why we feel unhappy because we have desire we have a desire inner desire of every situation of we have a desire about everything in life as to how that person should behave how my life should be what sort of environment should be should i be in uh, everything we have a desire so now the, when things don't go according to our desire then it becomes choiceless that is when we call it as choiceless and then when it is choiceless we have to accept it endure it and we and how do we actually build this by giving ourselves some some bit of abhyasam practice some bit of pain we have to go through some bit of pain some bit of difficulty voluntarily so by doing some upavasam by doing some tirtha yatra by doing some maunavrata all those things by doing that we are able to build our titiksha and as we build titiksha it is a very important value to have titiksha is a very important value for getting this self knowledge generally speaking also even from our laukika standpoint even from our material life standpoint having titiksha is very important if we look at some of the achievers whether be it in sport or any place we would have seen that these people would have endured lot of difficulties if you want to be a top sports person you will have to put in lot of hard work you will have to physically endure lot of pain to be able to achieve so titiksha is an important value whatever be the 
goal of our life, whether material goal or spiritual goal. So, Titiksha. And Titiksha also is a patience. Having that patience is very important. Some people would get, would be restless if they are asked to stand in a queue or if they are made to wait or if they are actually not immediately looked up, looked after. We will have to go through this, we will have to accept, we will have to be patient, we will have to develop patience. Patience is very important. There is a saying in Tamil, Purma Yalvar Bhumi Kapar. So one who is able to actually have the patience can actually even rule the world. So patience is a very important value. So as I said, Shanti has got two meanings, Titiksha and Kshama. We have seen Titiksha. Now we will see Kshama. Kshama means forgiveness. So whenever we, when we do any mistake, we expect others to forgive us. We expect others to ignore us, ignore the mistake, forgive us, accept us. But we do not want to ignore or forgive others. That is the problem. We have to learn to build that value. And what happens if we don't forgive? If we don't forgive, we internally develop Dvesha. We internally develop enmity. We internally develop a hatred feeling. And that will actually cause us a lot of problems. So the ability to forgive others is very important. If others are not able to forgive us, it is their problem. We should not be here judging others. As I said at the start of this <coughs> spiritual class itself, spiritual session itself. The whole thing is not about judging whether others have these or not. It is not about whether my spouse has it, it is not about whether my kids have it, whether my in-laws have it, or my boss has it, my neighbors have it, my friends have it. It is about us. It is for us to reflect whether I have this value or not. So, if others are not able to forgive us, it is their problem. But we should be in a position to forgive others. So that it does not develop into a hatred or enmity. And how do I know whether I have hatred or enmity or a good feeling about others? How do I test it? Now, if I think of that person, and if my mind is calm, then I know that I don't have any hatred on that person. But if I think of that person and my mind is not calm, then there could be hatred, vengeance, anger, all kinds of feelings that are coming into my mind. So this is a kind of a self-reflection test we can take to see on what, on who we have these feelings and see how we can actually remove them. And remember, if I forgive someone, I get the first benefit. Because my mind becomes calm. So I get the first benefit out of forgiveness. Not that by forgiving, I am actually doing a favor for others or the other person. By forgiving others, I make a favor to myself. And forgiveness can be possible only out of strength. Only a strong person will be able to forgive. Only a person of strength can forgive. So this will show when I forgive whether I am a person of strength or not. For example, if I will give you an example. If there are two boys, they fight. With equal age and strength, if they fight, it's okay. But if a, a three-year-old boy tries to fight with a 20-year-old boy, the 20-year-old boy will say, I will forgive you. Why? Not because he, is, he can afford to do it because he's at the, he's got the strength, he's got the power of strength. So only a person of strength will be able to forgive. 
forgiveness out of fear i forgive you because i don't want to fight you with you because i know that i will lose or forgiveness out of cowardliness that is different what we are saying is if you have the strength to forgive you should forgive as a virtue to forgive is not very easy it is very difficult it is not easy for us to forgive others but what we have to do is to keep reflecting we don't reflect on how many times we expect others to forgive us we think we are infallible we think we are we, we are we do not make any mistakes or even if we make mistakes we think those are all justified and therefore we expect the others to forgive us we have to look from their point of view also and we have to practice forgiveness forgiveness is not easy and that's why bhagwan has listed it here as shanti why sometimes we are not able to forgive because when we we sometimes think we feel that if i forgive this person the other person might think that what he or she has done is actually right so we do not want to forgive them they think that but if i forgive they think that what they have done is right and they may get away with it it is okay shastra says it is okay the other person let the other person think that they have won or they let the other person think that they have actually uh, not done anything wrong but the other person will have to face the repercussions they will face their own karma they will have their own outcome for this by forgiving i make sure that i do not carry any grudge i make sure that i do not carry any enmity and that is important so the mind has to be trained the mind has to be trained in such a way that even when the other person is trying to commit a mistake i am ready to forgive because a lot of things a lot of times we know that the person is actually scheming or doing things to actually create problems for us we should be in a position to forgive them and remember forgiveness is not about responding like you know giving a punishment to an employee or a worker in those places it doesn't say you have to forgive remember forgiveness is different from giving punishment where it is due so if you if there is an employee who makes a mistake in the office and he has to be punished there we cannot say i will bring forgiveness the forgiveness that we talk about here is about not escaping from the duty but it is not it is about not carrying the dvesham it is about not carrying the anger within me so wherever there is a punishment that needs to be given as a for example the king in those days or if in this case in the judge the judge cannot say i will forgive you for your mistake the person will have to go through the punishment according to the law but the only thing that we have to ensure is we should not bring our personal bias and also our dvesham or hatred within that we should be able to separate the rational decision with our emotional mind we are now talking about the emotional faculty the emotional faculty should be able to forgive and it should not be carrying that dvesham another thing is some people say that if i forgive then the other person might think my might take me for granted you know 
he the other person may take me as a fool as if as i am a low person i am actually i can be taken for granted i might lose and by doing that i might lose respect that is not correct we need to deal with the we need to deal with the issue and not with the person we have to understand that the person will whatever as i said the karma will take over we need not worry about what the other person has done for all that we know whatever we are going through today could be the result of the karma that we have done in our past so we have to understand that what am i looking for is how to improve myself how to improve my how to build my virtues and for that forgiveness is an important value that i have to inculcate and so how can i inculcate this value how can i inculcate forgiveness we say you know it is not possible uh, when someone has used us we feel that we have been used somebody has is is taking advantage of the situation suppose if we say we have to again come back to the same old thing that by forgiving that person we are doing ourselves the biggest benefit the biggest beneficiary of this forgiveness is myself because the moment i forgive the person i get happiness i get my calmness back my mind becomes calm otherwise when i think of that person every time when i'm alone or when i actually have nothing else to do i think of that person or think of that whatever situation that has happened and i bring back those memories and my mind becomes restless again so by actually forgiving the person my mind becomes calm again as i said remember this is to be something to be practiced at the at the mind level at my mental level i will have to practice it is not about a physical act here or a sadhana here i have to bring it into my mind so how can i inculcate this value one is i see the ignorance in the person i i i i would i should be able to say okay they have done it out of ignorance because many a times we will claim that as our justification many times we will say that i didn't know and therefore i did it so i need not be i, I need not be faulted so we should give the benefit of doubt to the other person also so they did it out of ignorance so that is the first way to tell our mind to be able to forgive the other person and suppose we say okay no no they did it on purpose but actually they could be ignorant in tamil we say uh, either they are ignorant or in in tamil we say ariyamai or ielamai ariyamai meaning they have done it out of ignorance or they are incapable of not committing that mistake so we have to look into that incapable nature behind those actions ariyamai or yelamai i may not i may or may not be a reason for their actions because it could be just their swabhava their swabhava is that they behave that in that manner so why do i why do i need to worry about it i just need to forgive and move on so this is another way to inculcate the feeling of the with this value of forgiveness the third way is to actually 
inculcate this unconditional compassion i have to tell myself that i will have to develop this unconditional compassion unconditional compassion is where i am able to be able to forgive no matter what the situation is under any condition i am willing to be compassionate to the other person i am able to see their point of view or even if i am not able to see their point of view i am able to accept them as they are another way is to actually we have to understand and this appreciate this as i said the value of acceptance as i said accepting the person as they are this value of acceptance is a separate value by itself accepting things as they are accepting people as they are is very important only then we can ask others to be others to accept me as i am today we we want others to accept us as what we are but we wouldn't want others to be what they are so understanding and appreciating this value of acceptance is important and when we when we actually when we are not in a position to forgive we normally end up cursing others we curse mentally verbally we do that but what we don't understand is when we curse we first of all we are not all mahatmas or rishis that when we curse things happen as what we speak okay first of all we have not built that much of tapas within ourselves for this curse to actually come true but even if we have built some amount of tapas even if we have built some amount of punya by cursing that punya gets exhausted that tapas gets exhausted that shakti that we have built up would have been used up so whatever good we have actually built whatever tapas shakti that we have built would be exhausted as well so it is important that we do not curse others because that tapas shakti is needed for a much higher goal not for cursing someone else and next thing we have to understand is by forgiving we are not doing anything great we think by forgiving ourselves we have become a mahatma actually not in fact one learned person says forgiveness is actually correcting a mistake of ourselves which is blaming others so generally we tend to blame others and therefore here we are correcting our mistake which is not to blame others and how not to blame others is by forgiving and therefore forgiving is not a great value actually to feel happy about this is one way to look at i'm not saying this is true in all cases but there are as i said there are multiple ways that we have to look at why we should forgive rather than why we should not forgive and this is one way to look and tell ourselves why we should forgive and as i said another way is to look at i am able to forgive because i am in a position of strength because forgiveness requires more strength than blaming others so this is one way to bring in forgiveness another important thing the last important thing that i would say is if we don't forgive what will happen if we don't forgive we will start having this dvesham we will seek revenge and by doing that we will be making more mistakes we will be making more papa so forgiveness is one way to stop us from making more papa
doing more papa so for that purpose at least we should forgive others so this is forgiveness or kshama so we have seen so far four of the 20 values amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa and kshanti kshanti as i said has got two things titiksha and kshama so we have seen four values the fifth value that bhagwan brings out is arjavam 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 means uprightness riju means in samskritam we say riju is straight line riju means straight line arjavam means uprightness straight straight forward what is the opposite of arjavam we use this word called vakram in tamil also we say vakram pudichava vakram vakram is the opposite of arjavam what is arjavam arjavam means when my thought my words and my action they are on a straight line they are said to be in a straight line then it is called as arjavam so for example some people you know they sell tell others i would be there at 10 o'clock but then in their mind already they would have decided not to go there at 10 they would have decided to go there at only 11 but to say something and do something so this is not arjava in fact the value satyam truth is actually a subset of arjava if you look at it satyam is where the words and action are in a straight line what is satyam truth which means what i say i do what i do i say so this is actually a subset of arjava remember i say that all three has to be in a straight lines in the sense i should do what i say and i should be thinking in the same lines but there is no need for me to say whatever comes into my mind because my mind could have lot of those vasanas those negative vasanas that could have come in my mind so not everything that i get in my mind i should say it out in fact i should not say them in fact if there is in in fact when we discuss about even later on when we discuss about truth also we will say only if there is a benefit we need to say it only if there is something good in my mind only when there is a hitam i have to say that out truth is something which is hitam if there is dvesham in my mind if there is hatred in my mind then it cannot be said outside it need not be said outside we should try to change our mind for that benefit you see intent if my intent is right i should say it if my intent is wrong i should not yeah and if anything is said i should do it we should do it if i say something that i will do i should do it but if we think something say something else so you in, internally i think bad about this person 
but then i want to say something nice to this person that is not arjava the so it is not that when you have think bad of that person and then you have to say bad to that person shastras do not say that in fact it says try to change your mind about that person if you have if you have nothing to say just don't say anything or some people use it just to get things done or you could say nice about that person if your intent is to fake it to make it to say that okay by saying that he is a nice person i am telling my mind internally i am auto suggesting my mind that this person is a nice person or i want to change the opinion of myself of this person so then we can say that but to say something nice about this person only to get some things done or only to get some favor from this person then it is not good what is the loss here we develop a split personality we we have we will have multiple personalities we ourselves will not be able to identify who we are we don't know what sort of a person we are and by doing that repeatedly slowly we will notice we will lose confidence in ourselves because we will not know when we are going to behave in what manner we will lose confidence in ourselves so arjavam is very important and how do we practice arjavam taking all these three together is going to be difficult taking thought words and action together is going to be difficult so we'll have to take first we'll have to take two first we'll have to take words and action words and deeds first we will practice that practice truth that is words and deeds means practice satyam i i will do what i say i will live by my word if i say something the other person should be confident that i will be able to do it unless something extraordinary happens otherwise i will do whatever is in my control in my ability i will do it this is the first way to handle things and how we can achieve this we can achieve this if only things that we do if only we say things we do we whatever we are capable of only those things we say which means we will not be bragging anything we will not be trying to impress anyone we will not be trying to do anything or say anything that for the sake of saying things not try to brag we will not try to impress anyone we will not try to say something for the sake of say so which means whatever i cannot do i will not say them and we can start with small things like punctuality i have i have told this person i'll be there at i will leave at this person i'll come there at that time i will try to keep up to that time so those are things that help us to build this arjavam another thing is we have to be aware of what we speak we sometimes what we speak is not thought through at all whatever comes in our mind even before it gets processed by the intellect we speak we do not let it pass through the intellect we do not let it pass through the rational portion of the mind so one thing we have to do is practice this awareness i am not going to speak anything until i think 
whether it is the right thing to say whether it is something that i will be able to do and only then speak what happens then we will be wise with our words we will be measured in our words we will be clear in what we want to communicate it brings clarity in our thought it brings clarity in our words so we have to practice this awareness and if we fail if we don't if we don't keep up to our words we should punish ourselves we should give us some self punishment something like you know to say okay tomorrow from tomorrow onwards at least we can say okay i'm going to chant this mantra shloka 10 times or i'm going to do this um, surya namaskara or i can do this topa karana whatever that will also give us some physical benefit or some other benefit not that when we say punishing ourselves not like beating ourselves or anything but just giving us some bit of hardship that will help us to follow this so that we become more and more aware of what we speak so once we are able to get this words and deeds once we are able to get this words and action in line then we should get the mind into play then we should slowly say how am i able to control my mind how am i able to change my mind ensure that if i am able to speak good of somebody my mind should start thinking good of that person so which means the moment i say somebody's name i should be able to remember or recollect the good things about that person i will train my mind to only remember recollect the good things about that person in that way i am able to bring my mind also into play remember when we do this practice this there could be what some people could say a loss initially because i am losing friends i am not able to mingle with the crowd people are not willing to accept me this does not sell well in this uh, environment all those things or i will not be able to profit i have been actually lying my way to actually getting some benefit out of people now i am not able to so there could be some loss but the loss is is small it's temporary and it's not it's a loss worth having because the gain that we are going to get in our personality the gain that we are going to get in terms of moksha the gain that we are going to get in terms of liberation is much higher the calmness in the mind that we will get asatyam has got another problem also i like to remember what i have lied to others also whereas if i am only speaking the truth it doesn't matter because i will not forget or even if i do i would have spoken the same thing it would have been consistent so initially it might feel people might feel that this is this is actually bringing me making me socially reclusive making me more introvert but it is okay spiritual gain would be high material loss equal to spiritual gain other people say okay i have i say this harsh but that is the truth if they feel if they feel hurt so be it some people claim that some people use that to actually say harsh words to others so remember truth we will discuss about truth satyam is also another one of the values we will discuss later truth is not about saying what it is saying i want to be truthful 
cannot be an excuse to hurt others because sometimes we do that to hurt others not that we want to speak truth because if we want to speak truth we will speak truth in all cases in all situations for everything including things that that will actually be uh, detrimental to us but we do not do that we use truth as an excuse to hurt others we have to be aware of that so this arjavam is important arjavam having my thoughts my words my deeds in a straight line is arjavam and with a positive intent with a positive intent everything is about positive intent so we have seen five values amanitvam adhambitvam ahimsa shanti arjavam in this shloka there are three more values amanitvam adhambitvam ahimsa shanti arjavam acharyopasanam shaucham stairyam atma vinigrahah so the next one is acharya upasanam acharyopasanam acharya upasanam acharya is guru and here upasanam here means seva guru seva and here guru means anyone who gives vedantic knowledge and upasanam generally means dhyanam dhyanam upasanam means dhyanam upasanam actually upasanam means upasanam upa means near asanam means sit actually sitting next to guru and dhyanam study or here it actually means guru service it means guru seva in in our introduction to vedanta discussion we had seen karma yoga we had seen karma yoga and we saw in karma yoga a person as a person we should not be consumer we should be we should be looking to contribute at the end of the day when our life ends we should be seen as a net contributor to the society not a person who has consumed not a person who has been able to get the benefit from others karma yoga is about a person who has been able to contribute more not just to the family to the to the whole world and we have this five levels we have seen in karma yoga this panchamaha yagnas at all five levels he should be a contributor we should be a net contributor at the end of the life and generally what happens is our our general mindset is to see how i can get things without effort or with less effort generally our mindset is always especially in the material world how i am able to get more for less so if i go for a business meeting or even if i go to purchase something if i when do i say i made a good deal when i am able to get more out of something less the whole sales campaigns are all built around that when by the giving free gifts they are basically saying uh, they are luring us to this 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 mindset of ours where we want to get something for which i have not given anything so there is a free gift i want to get that because i don't need to give anything i don't need to part with anything but i want to get things so this whole mindset is about 
it's about actually not contributing but more about consuming now coming back to this vedantic knowledge there are three ways to get knowledge any knowledge one is pushkalena dhanena va it says guru srushtiya vidya pushkalena dhanena va or they say vidyaya vidya chaturthi naiva vidyate so one is guru srushtiya vidya one is by doing some seva to the guru you get this knowledge or pushkalena dhanena va basically by actually contributing to the guru then you actually do some get this knowledge or vidyaya vidya by actually sharing knowledge you share the knowledge the other person shares knowledge that way only we should get knowledge chaturthi naiva vidyate so one of the ways is to get this knowledge is through shrushrusha nishta even for jnana marga for this vedantic knowledge this seva marga doing this service is very important we will have to give our time we will have to give our effort so how can we do not many people not many of us we like to do seva why we don't like to do seva because the ego hurts ego hurts it is beneath my dignity to do some service as in i do not want to do wash vessels for example of somebody else who has eaten their their plates or their clothes or to wash their feet or to wash their Uh, or to clean their house our ego hurts because we think it is our beneath our dignity to do such work we keep asking why should i do this but then we should ask ourselves why is it important and what benefit do i get out of it what benefit in the terms not the material benefit but in terms of brahma vidya in terms of this vedantic knowledge what benefit do i get first of all and let us be understand it very clear this vedantic knowledge this jnana it can be only got after chitta shuddhi chitta shuddhi means a clean mind and a clean mind can be got only by karma yoga so some so some people would have reached would have reached their guru without having enough chitta shuddhi so they will still what is chitta shuddhi not having those six malams kama krodha lobha moha madha matsarya so they could still have this jealousy they could still have this pride they still could have that ego ahankara so it could still be in us so when they do the seva to the guru they when they do the seva as karma yoga then it in turn gives them chitta shuddhi and it makes them eligible for jnana this one second is to get this benefit of knowledge remember shastras are all words shastram is said in words it's only said by words for us to be able to see the benefit behind those words for i for me to actually see the value behind what is being said we need to see the person who has benefited from it only if we see the person who has benefited only then our shraddha will increase so we need to go to an acharya for that in fact initially shastras by itself will not attract us at all when somebody says vedas it's just another book i am not interested it is not attractive enough but when we see some acharyas our gurus our acharyas who have actually followed the life as prescribed by shastras and we see the benefit in them 
we see their compassion we see their calmness we see their vairagya then we are able to make up our mind we then we see the value in the shastras and so only through seva the person becomes close to the guru and is able to see the benefit so it's like the advertisements also right the advertisements they say what is the benefit that you get is a boost is the secret of my energy so somebody says boost is the secret of my energy so energy comes from boost so similarly we see that the guru has been able to benefit from the shastras and when we come close to the guru we know that the shastras are the cause for the guru's uh, guru stature and then we start worshiping the shastras and the guru if we forget the shastras and worship only the guru then it becomes cult it is not about guru only it is about guru and the shastras so third one is when we do this benefit of following the right sadhana when we come close to the guru the guru can suggest and make us do sadhana specific to our spiritual disposition where we are where do we stand what kind of sadhana will help us the guru would be able to understand and advise for that we have to come close to the guru and the guru would be able to advise finally why do we need to do seva yatha upaste tatha bhavati they say what we will get what we worship yatha upasate tatha bhavati if we worship the shastras if we worship the guru we will become like that person so yatha upasate tatha bhavati and therefore acharya upasanam acharya upasanam so we have seen today we have seen shanti arjavam acharya upasanam we will see more values in the next class any questions or comments uh, yes balaji i'd like to ask a question about uh, forgiveness and uh, upright right hmm. uh, see i would like to know how will you convince the youth or the students you know students you everybody wants to be a favorite of the teacher the youth who are entering the workplace they want to climb up the ladder real fast so for that you need to kind of you know keep battering your boss those kind of in the workplace so if you want to try there are going then there are going to be some wrong things happening to them so how are you going to tell the youth that see you have to be forgive forgiving everybody who are doing wrong to you or you have to you know be upright in your workplace or your near school or whatever students so no it's easy for us probably we can just kind of you know absorb what you're telling assimilate what you're telling at our age so at that age when they're still raw to all these things yeah how will you tell them no i i think uh, i think they should also be i mean first of all it is not easy for us also i would have to say that it is uh, although it it looks easy when we listen to but to actually put it in practice and be able to relate uh it is going to be difficult um but having said that yes we are able to at least see the value behind it how the others or how the youngsters would be able to see the value i think by seeing people around them by uh, some of them have their role models right especially the youth and the students will have teachers as their role model and if the teachers are able to forgive or are able to say something they take more value to it and if the teacher is coming across as a calm person measured person who doesn't carry hatred the teacher doesn't does give punishment but is not able is not carrying any favoritism within them then the te- the student would be able to see again it's, it comes to this acharya upasanam only so basically the they they are able to see the role model be able to live by this whatever they teach and therefore they would be able to follow for the youngsters it is all about role model it is not about 
we cannot put them to actually go through this to un- make them understand things maybe over a period of time they will do and some of the youngsters may be able to see the value like if i don't forgive it is my mind which is actually getting irritated my mind which is actually getting disturbed i am the one who is suffering some people may be mature enough to understand that but for others for youngsters it's always about role model so it is always about the teacher becoming the role model to be able to tell the person okay look for them the students to feel comfortable that the teacher doesn't have any favoritism i treat everyone equally but if there is a mistake made punishments are given but it is not carried forward and uh, and then let them and them and then tell them that look forgive others then that word will carry more value Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay. If not uh, okay, any more questions otherwise we'll again meet in the next class. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Swasti Prajabhya Paripala Yantam Nyayena Margena Mahima Ishaha गोब्राह्मणेभ्यो शुभमस्तु नित्यं लोका समस्ता सुखिनो भवन्तु हरि ओम श्री गोब्राह्मणे हरि ओम